All right, guys, welcome to Owning Your Health. This is the podcast that is ultimately meant to help you become your own health expert. Dr. Col- Dr. Collie, Dr. <laughs> Holly is here with us, as she always is today. Dr. Holly Loveless, and I'm Dr. Kyle Loveless. Thank you all for watching and uh, or listening. And listening. If you aren't wa- watching, if you are listening, then go to our YouTube channel on Loveless Health Solutions, and you can watch, uh, and you can see Dr. Holly's beautiful face, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. not just hear her beautiful voice. This is why I love this podcast. It gives me a chance to try to earn some brownie points here. All right. Just kidding. All right. Dr. Holly, how are you today? Great. Tell me about the coolest thing you did this past weekend. We climbed a mountain and I had a baby on the front of me. So an extra 20, 22 pounds. Nice. And it was in, it was in the rain and the fog and yeah, when we got to up, the top, it all cleared. And uh, it was really cool. Beautiful. It was. Pretty and I have no idea the name of that mountain or the name of that oh. place. It was in the, it was in the, um, I can tell you. Not the Rockies. It was in the Blue Ridge Mountains, our Blue Ridge Parkway over there. But uh, yeah, we were in Maggie Valley. Yes, it was super enjoyable. It was great. Uh, we got to stay at Lori's, our patient's cabin. Water Rock Knob. Water Rock Knob. If you've ever yes. been there, give us a shout out to Water Rock Knob. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to hike as much as we wanted because it was, it was kind of bad weather and we had kids. But it was fun. We had a good time. And uh, yeah. So, Dr. Holly, what are we going to talk about today? Um, today we're going to talk about acid reflux and how to balance your stomach acid. So if you're listening and you experience any symptoms from acid reflux and or you don't and somebody else in your family does, this is the perfect time to tune in, pull out your phone, write down some notes, and maybe even re-listen to it so you get all the good the good knowledge. Absolutely. Or if you're someone that uh, maybe you have silent reflux or just stomach acid issues that you don't know about, and the signs of that are going to be lower gut issues, sometimes bloating. If you eat and it takes you a long time to just kind of not feel full anymore, maybe some sluggishness, maybe some bloating in there, uh, diarrhea, constipation. I mean, there's so many, I'll believe it or not, even heart issues come back to uh, this reflux stuff. So are the stomach, stomach acid um, health. Mm-hmm. So leaky gut comes from stomach acid issues or it can stem from a stomach acid issue and leaky gut leads to what they call leaky heart, which is that idea of your body not getting the nutrients, minerals it needs, and also viruses and parasites mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that leaking into the bloodstream from the gut, get in there. And so it, it plays a big role. So overall health goes back, every pretty much everything goes back to your body's ability to break down and use food. And the, where we start other than chewing, cooking and chewing our food is the stomach. Right. Once it gets down through the through the esophagus, it gets to the stomach, and that's where uh, really things start to happen. And I'll just say this about acid reflux: if you're listening right now and you were told you had uh, a hiatal hernia, I'm so tired of hearing people have hiatal hernias. There's no way in our world that this many people have a hiatal hernia. I'm just saying it; it just doesn't make sense. What's truthfully, I believe, happening, and, and, and I'm just going by years of practicing with patients and them telling me they have hiatal hernias and then their problems getting better and going away, them coming off medications and the problem going away, meaning it probably wasn't the, the issue, is um, that people are, just have digestive have stomach acid issues and it's mm-hmm. and their, their esophageal sphincter, the gastric esophageal sphincter isn't closing because their stomach acid's too low or they have actual nerve problems going to that muscle, um, which is where, you know, we, we do chiropractic here and see amazing stuff happen with acid reflux. So acid reflux, Dr. Holly, tell us why someone would get acid reflux. 
Those two reasons that you just said. What? What is that? <laughs> There's not enough nerve flow to the esophageal sphincter and or it's just been damaged from years and years of beating it up through whatever you're eating and breathing and what kind of exposures you've had to your digestive system. So what system. would the medical approach to acid reflux be? Most people know this, but just kind of like, okay, you go to your doctor. Well, the over-the-counter would be Tums and... Tums, calcium. Calcium. Some sort of oh. calcium thing to balance out acid, right? right? Um, and then the medical intervention is going to be your PPI yeah, Your proton pump inhibitors. Mm-hmm. So their their idea is, is saying, okay, you're having reflux, let's get rid of the acid. So Hold on, can we take a step back? Because this one really bothers me. It has not been um, cleared by the FDA for PPIs to be prescribed to children, ever, ever, ever. They're not... But it is extremely but common. But it is extremely common. And so if your child experiences something like all the way back to babies that are having a lot of acid reflux or reflux, they... they um, projectile spit back the formula or the milk proton pump inhibitors are not okay to be giving to them it's, i don't care what your medical doctor and says. it's it's tough because you're watching your baby be in pain yes they're not comfortable and the doctor scares you with the idea that they could get esophageal cancer and all these other or they're things not from gaining acid. rate and your ba- baby's not going to thrive Absolutely. there are so many other interventions yes so um, the, the, and this is it. So the proton pump inhibitor inhibits acid production or reduces acid production. It affects a whole lot of other stuff in our body, but let's just that right there. Um, and just even if you go on the Mayo Clinic website, you look in um, proton pump inhibitors, you're not supposed to be taking these things for long periods of time, even though patients have come in for taking these things for years. But the problem is, is that most of the time, I mean, almost every time, the issue with stomach, with with um, acid reflux is not enough acid. Correct. So this is logically, critically think our way through this. If you're someone and you know you don't have enough stomach acid, would you want to go and take something that's going to block your stomach from producing acid? No. Doesn't make sense. The reason they're doing that is because they can get a symptomatic return on that and make you feel like you got better, but it made you worse. It actually decreased your stomach's ability to break down food, opening you up from to everything from malnutrition, not mm-hmm. breaking food down, to actually uh, 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 viral issues, bacterial infections, and lower gut issues, which is why we have so much, so much colon cancers and things like that, uh, or parasites. Our stomach acid needs to be at a certain pH. So right now I haven't eaten. My stomach acid is probably about a 3. If I go eat a steak, it's going to need to drop down to about 1.5. So you need a certain amount of acid to break down food. If your stomach acid is too low, your gastric esophageal sphincter, I love saying gastric esophageal do they sphincter. Know, do, I mean, not everybody listening knows what your gastric All right, so watch out. You got your esophagus, you got your stomach. They connect with yes. a sphincter, and the sphincter Which stays closed to keep acid down. Yes. But when you don't have enough acid, it stays opened, and what will end up happening is that acid will come up, and that's where your reflux can happen. It can be silent reflux, or it can be heartburn. You can have symptoms of that, uh, but it ultimately creates not, not enough acid. So our, our idea, our concept here is we need to help your body produce more acid. Mm-hmm. Now, why would somebody's stomach stop producing acid? Well... One one main reason, what would the, the probably the most common reason? Let's the see if you get electricity getting there, the nerve flow to the esophagus. Could be. I was thinking more just stress in general, which is part of that. Well, but stress will stop the actual digestion response so through the nervous system. Through the nervous system. Yeah. 
So when you're stressed. Well, and there can be a physical barrier for them. So if I step back to babies who I work on, a lot of times they have a diaphragm that is tightened or stressed and it's actually cinching in around on the esophagus. And when you do body work on them, if you do a manual chiropractic adjustments or you release the diaphragm, that releases and changes the esophageal okay. sphincter ability to So function. for babies, release the diaphragm, chiropractic care, which helps cranial the nervous system balance. Therapy. Yes. Cranial sacral therapy, all balancing out the nervous system. But then you also have a stress response. So somebody's emotionally stressed. Well, mm-hmm. their body's not producing stomach acid because they're in a fight or flight response. Their body isn't made. Our body isn't made to produce stomach acid and digest food very well when we're trying to survive. Mm-hmm. So we got to look, take a step back, and say, if you've been highly stressed for many years, you're gonna have a you probably have a stomach acid issue. So that that's one right there. The other is antibiotic use affects the microbiome and the gut ish and the mm-hmm. health. Overall, just medications in general can have an impact on that. Uh, the other stuff is the foods we eat. So if you're eating gluten right? Or you're eating foods that create an immune response regularly. It's stressing the digestive system out. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of variables on why that would, 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 you would get the reflux. But now the answer is we need to figure out how to get your body to just one, start producing acid again. Mm-hmm. And in the pro and the, in the meantime, help get your body that acid so we can stop the reflux, right? So the first step, the first thing you want to start taking, if you have acid reflux is, well, here's a test actually, Test your, your stomach acid. Maybe you don't have symptoms and you want to know if you have good stomach acid. Get baking soda. Do a quarter tablespoon of baking soda in water. Tablespoon or teaspoon? A tablespoon of baking soda. Was That's a lot. All right, teaspoon <laughs> and baking soda and water. Uh, I thought it was tablespoon, but maybe it's teaspoon. Tablespoon's and, the big one. Okay. Teaspoon of baking soda and water. Drink that down. And then in response, within three minutes, you should burp. If you haven't burped in, in three minutes... It typically is a stomach. It's going to show you that your body's not producing enough stomach acid. If it's late, more than five minutes, it's really not producing enough stomach acid. So that's a little test you could do right there. But our first step is, well, I wouldn't even say take. So first step is taking something to support stomach acid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Betaine HCL. Take about, some stomach acid. What about acid? Or apple cider I'm vinegar. sorry. First is try the apple cider, vinegar. apple cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar and water twice mm-hmm. a day. Mm-hmm. And before your meals, that's one. Second is if that's not enough, then you want to start taking betaine HCL before your meals to help your body's stomach acid. When you eat, some things that can help you in terms of producing stomach acid is if you're eating, you know, obviously you need to be eating clean. So organic vegetables, healthy meats raised the way the meats were supposed to be raised, things like that. But then when you do that in foods that aren't hard to break down, like stay away from nightshade vegetables and things like that. Well, but- and also you're going to want to like lightly steam steaming your food so, so they're easy they're to, break down. to break down but in terms of you got a plate of meat and you got a plate of vegetables over here we all we're so used to eating the salad first but the problem is the salad doesn't need that high acidity to break it down mm-hmm. meat does and so if you eat that salad first you're actually setting a poor environment up your body up for a poor digestion of that meat oh, that's interesting. so you actually want to shift you want to eat that protein first eat your meat first and you know it'll call, cause your body to want to produce more acid you take the betaine HCL as well, and now you're producing that acid. It helps you break down that meat. Same thing with drinking. You don't want to drink a lot of water or liquids within 30 minutes before your meal and not within an hour after your meal. Okay, So you're, you let your body produce that stomach acid, and you break down the protein that way. And chew your food, get into a relaxed state so your body has is set up in a parasympathetic response to digest food mm-hmm. meditate as you eat right but give yourself like 30 seven, minutes to an hour seven, eight breathing or just take a couple of deep breaths mm-hmm. listen to some good classical you music chill music down, eat your meal and then your toddler throws something at your head well think also think of your meals if you're in the middle of the day and you've been working and you're going to go right back to work don't eat a big meal 
eat a very small meal, but not high protein. I mean, you can eat meats, but not high, high meat. Don't eat a whole, you know, 10 ounce, 12 ounce steak. Eat something smaller. And then at night, when you go home, if you're going to be in a relaxed state, now that's where you're going to have your bigger meal uh, at night. So that's kind of setting your body up for stomach acid. Take betaine HCL. Also take digestive enzymes. A full mm-hmm. spectrum digestive enzyme will help you break down your proteins and your carbohydrates. So now you're setting your body up to break down your food, which is essential because if you don't break down your food and your stomach acid is not in a good place, you're going to get protein undigested into the lower GI tract, which you don't want to do. Okay, you want to, They need to be broken down into amino acids. That's what our stomach acid does. We're also going to see parasites. You're going to see um, bacteria and viruses get into the lower GI tract as well because the stomach acid, there's certain viruses that really can handle that acid when it's not too, too acid. So it needs to get acid and acidic. acidic enough <laughs> to break down that, 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 those foods. Our God created our bodies to break down these things. When mm-hmm. people talk about having parasites and bacterial infections and things like that, the reason those are happening is not because parasites just all of a sudden popped up. The reason those are happening is because of poor upper GI health, which allows them to make it into the lower GI tract and start to thrive. You're okay? just a great host for these parasites. You become the host, absolutely. Yeah. So it's not just about doing a parasite cleanse, which has become very popular. It's true. Those are fine. If you have overgrowth of parasites, you absolutely mm-hmm. do a parasite cleanse. But it's going to come back and cause that problem again if we don't work on your stomach acid. Now, along with your stomach acid, and after your body produces that acid, you break down your food, it's going to shift. And now your body's going to launch some bile in there to help break down fat as it moves into the lower GI tract. Okay, so now that's where we move into the gallbladder and the liver health. A lot of us have a lot of sluggish liver and sluggish gallbladder issues from poor fats. High fructose corn syrup is one big thing that will cause a lot of this. Uh, medications lots have led to a lot of this. Lots of antibiotic use. Bad fats, though. Your, your canola oh. oil, vegetable oil, these processed fats, uh, conventional meats. All these things have just kind of clogged up the gallbladder. Okay, and so poor diet and all these things. We got a sluggish gallbladder. Now we're not producing enough bile and the fat doesn't break down. And now you, if you don't break down fat, you don't get good sources of vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, and vitamin K, which is your fat-soluble vitamins, plus all the other good all stuff the other that comes with fat. acids and all the other things to drive your energy. Yeah, all the stuff that comes with fat for hormone production and cellular health and brain function and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so we got to work on the gallbladder too. So one of the things I'm going to recommend is, again, HCL, betaine HCL, digestive enzymes, and then Tudka bile salts or ox bile, one of the two. I, I like the Tudka bile salts better. They just do a better job at breaking fat down. So you're supporting your body. This is someone, again, you know you have some digestive health. You're sluggish after you eat, feeling bloated. really takes a long time for you to break down food. You feel full for long periods of time. You're getting reflux. If, they, if that's you, this is your start start protocol. Start with this. Betaine HCL, uh, uh, what did I say? Uh, digestive enzymes, Tudka bio salts with your meals. Start so you said with that. apple cider vinegar first. I did, but absolutely for these people that are probably listening for this certain issue is probably not going to be enough. So just go. Well, I think that they actually probably need to get a whole system review and evaluation to make sure that you're addressing. Yeah. So the one thing, and that's that's just it. When we do a podcast, when we do a video on here, take this or do this for uh, 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 acid reflux, you got to do broad spectrum because you can't talk to everybody individually unless you're one-on-one. So you always want to get one-on-one, but those are a starting point. If you came in, we're going to start you here. Then we're going to do a stool test and see what's actually happening in your gut to support all the things that have happened from poor stomach acid in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And so then, so that's your, so your starting point for digestion. Okay. Take the time and eat. 
cook your food. If you know you're having a reflux and poor digestion, steam your vegetables to where they're bright green. Don't eat anything raw. Uh, maybe even puree your vegetables. Smoothies, liquid diet can be very, very effective for breaking down and helping your stomach get a break and recover. And then, oh, the final Not supplement. Not juicing, smoothies. You still want the fiber in there. Yep. This, the final, uh, and everybody's different about how much fiber. So that's just, it is, is you can have somebody that does really good with a more of an all meat diet, which has fiber too, but, mm-hmm. or someone that has, that does better with more vegetables and less meat or, but most of us are kind of in the middle. So you want a little bit of both, but you just got to kind of see how your body responds when you're doing these things. I just want to throw this in there. Um, if you have acid reflux, stop chewing gum. Oh yeah. Um, gum actually, while you're not eating anything, it tells your salivary glands that you're ready to digest food. And so you're constantly in a state of trying to digest food, but then you never give it food. Yeah. Makes me think of, uh, that song. What song? It's tricky to rock around. <laughs> it's tricking your stomach, right? <laughs> so it's what it tricky. Think of. <laughs> um, and as we're, as you're doing that, the, uh, um, I'm sorry, I was going to say something right before you talked. Or if we spoke. Cool. Um, but the, oh, the other thing I was going to say to help your stomach lining in your gut is going to be chamomile. Uh, drinking some chamomile tea. Also some ginger tea can be very effective. Mm-hmm. Things that are just going to help motility in general. But uh, it, it really goes back to making sure you're giving your body a chance to produce that stomach acid. Just those things I told you right there. Oh, final thing. Here's, here's what I would say. Final thing I was going to say is chiropractic care. Well, chiropractic care. But I would go back to more of your lifestyle interventions that you can do. Let's go back to the basics. Like you need to be moving on a regular basis during the day to break that stress response. So if you sit for your job for eight hours a day, you need to get up and move. Walk during your lunch, walk in the morning, walk in the evening. They say that if you actually take a 10-minute walk after you eat, um, dinner in the evening and you want to eat it before around five o'clock that you're going to digest your food better and get more of the chill nutrients. walk chill walk not, not like not like walk. your power walk um so get moving get better sleep so we've got a podcast that we talk about sleep but getting better sleep is going to help your body regulate that balance between the um, stress response and the rest digest um, parasympathetic response Um, and then making sure that you get sun outside outside time all of those things are going to be your simple lifestyle interventions that are going to help in assisting your body digest things properly absolutely and that that kind of the the idea of what she's just saying there goes back to um, it's never just one issue so if you have a stomach acid problem it's not just a stomach acid problem it's more of the lifestyle and the stress and the things that have built up to create that the things i talked about in the beginning are to help support your body as it recovers while you're doing while you're changing your lifestyle so start changing lifestyle the only thing we didn't talk about yet with stomach acid which i'll tell you um across the board i think has been become the most effective for us is chiropractic care mm-hmm. and we kind of shift back that a lot um and it's because again your nervous system controls everything in your body number one number two 90 percent of the stimulation from your brain which wherever your brain is telling your body to, if it's it's saying if it's saying be fight and flight response you're not going to digest food so 90 percent of the stimulation to your brain comes from the movement of your spine so if you're sitting all day long you're literally putting your body into a fight or flight response mm-hmm. is what's how it's, mm-hmm. it's stress so when we're chiropractic care it puts proprioceptive movement into those joints helping stimulate the nervous system and ba- or balance the nervous system to where it goes into homeostasis and then your body just starts doing its job so the most effective thing and i've had patients taking these 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 uh, omniprozols these proton pump inhibitors for oh, 3 or 4 years so- 
for They've 20 been, years. Oh, yeah. I mean, long I mean, periods of time. We have a patient time. now that he has cancer from taking the proton pump inhibitors. Yeah. And, but, but when we start chiropractic care, they're able to come off of it. This mm-hmm. is before they change anything else in their diet. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. I then we typically all add that, that um, betaine HCL. I'll add some Tudka bile salts and digestive enzymes in that process to help support it as their body's recovering and getting back into balance there. But right. if you're someone taking, before we close up, if you are someone taking proton pump inhibitors, you should not be taking them for long periods of time. They lead to blood pressure issues. They lead to cancers. They can lead to all kinds of research proton pump inhibitors and all the problems that come with them for long diabetes, for long-term use of taking them. So if you're listening and you're taking those, you're experiencing acid reflux um, symptoms, uh, plug into our our YouTube channel to YouTube watch more channel. stuff on digestion, which is Loveless Health Solutions. But if you want if you want actual help and you say, hey, I want to know if these guys can help us, go to Queen City Health Center and just schedule a consult with us and we'll be happy to help you. We do stuff from all over the country um, and we can talk with you from all over the country. But really this show is to help you become your own health expert. So hopefully through this process of this, you know, me just spitting a bunch of stuff out on into a, a recorder and hopefully... Uh, in that process, something hit and, or something stuck that made you say, okay, I got to make a shift. No more just taking the drugs. No the more just eating the way I'm eating. You know, biblically speaking, uh, the idea of nutrition, I don't think was meant to be this simple fast food concept. It was mm-hmm. meant to be from animals raised the way they're supposed to, respecting the animal and, and how it's been fed and how it's been raised and, 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 and taken care of and looking at the foods that we're eating and the foods that nourish our body. So nutrition shouldn't be what's the quickest, best tasting thing I can eat and, and most satisfying thing I can eat. It should be what's good, has the most nutrient value easiest for my body to break down is going to give me the most energy to be able to do what I need to do in life. I think that's how nutrition is supposed to go. So thinking it that way, and hopefully, and you know, in this process, um, we've struck something that made you say, okay, enough's enough. I want to make that change. Um, and there's hope for you. There's hope for your family and we can help. And if it's not us, we can help connect you with someone for sure. All right. Hope you guys have an awesome day and like this, share it, leave us some good uh, reviews and comments, and uh, we'll continue to produce uh, content for you guys to to listen to. Y'all have an awesome day. Thank you.